Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, January the 17th, 2023. It is currently 4.32 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, every single Sunday, all across the United States of America, people wake up, they get ready, they get in a car, they get on a bus, they get on a train, they grab, they, they hop on some means of transportation, and they go to a church. They walk into that church, they, they may have some kind of, you know, coffee bar. They may have some time of fellowship. They may greet one another. They may sing songs in different styles. They'll go through all of those different things that churches may do. But at some point, they will sit down in a sanctuary and someone will stand either behind a podium or no platform or no pulpit at all, just stand there. But someone will stand and preach what we refer to as a sermon. Hundreds of thousands, millions of people around the world go to church every week and hear someone preach God's word. They take a Bible, they open it. Now, we, on one hand, we try to convince ourselves that what they're actually doing is preaching the word of God, that they're teaching us the word of God. Over the last year or so, I've become more and more critical of the entire process of preaching, thinking that in many cases, they are real, they, they are giving you a sermon, they're just not actually giving you the text. The sermon really keeps people and, and, and hides the text from people. But the point is, no matter any criticism that I may or may not have about the process, millions of people go, they sit down, and they listen to preaching. They listen to sermons. There are people who every day, uh, because of the internet and all of the different apps, whether it's the sermons, the sermons 2.0 app, whether it's the one place app, whether it's the edify Christian podcast app, they listen to sermon after sermon, after sermon, after sermon, after sermon. There are so many sermons available. Just think about how many sermons are out there. So many Millions of sermons available. People read them. People listen to them. People go to church to hear them. But with all of the preaching, with all of the teaching, Christians today are still more biblically illiterate than at any time in history and more theologically illiterate, which seems to be, that doesn't seem to make any sense. You think the more preaching, the more biblical knowledge there should be, the more theological knowledge there should be. So there's already some kind of a disconnect. But I would imagine that when most people sit in that pew, when most people are sitting there and they look up and they listen and watch the, uh, the pastor preach the message, I think most believe that that pastor sat in a study somewhere with a Bible, a notebook, and some reference tools and poured over the word of God our after hour after hour, questioning the text, arguing with the text, agonizing over the text, you know, just hard work, hours and hours and hours of work. And then now they come to the uh, pulpit, 
prepared to teach you the word of God. I think most people at least have some, maybe maybe they are more cynical than I am, but I think many have a very kind of a romanticized view of how it all goes down. But here's a question. What is the actual origin of those sermons? Where do they come from? Are you ready for this? How are those pastors buying their sermons? You may go, wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? No. How are those pastors buying those sermons? I didn't say, what if they are? Could it be? I'm saying, how do pastors buy their sermons? Because whether you like to believe it or not, there is an entire industry out there where pastors sign up and they basically are buying their sermons. It's either a subscription service or they buy as they go. They can buy an entire sermon series and they are buying their sermons. And these sermons give these sermon sets that they buy, whether it's one single sermon or it's an entire series or it's a subscription service, gives them basically everything they need from promotion material to how to give the introduction to how to give the conclusion, the points, the sermon, the slides, the videos. It gives you everything for a low, low price of, well, at least in what we're getting ready to look at. $50. Okay. There's a specific price for what we're getting ready to look at, but how do pastors buy their sermons? I think a lot of people don't know. I think think there's thousands of questions we need to ask about the entire process of how it all goes down. What, how effective are sermons? Are people really even being impacted or changed? What, what are we really doing? Do sermons actually get in in the way of the text? I just put forth a lot of questions and, and, and I brought up a lot of issues. But for this series that we are about to start, we are going to explore how pastors buy their sermons. We're going we're gonna to walk through an entire process of from start to finish of me purchasing a series of sermons, and then we together are going to review all of the content of what I'm about to purchase And we're going to work through it over the next few, I don't know how many episodes this will be. I don't know how successful this series will be, but we're going to, we're going to work through it. We're going to try to answer questions. We're going to try to answer everything that we can possibly think of that relates to this. So we're going to work through this and I hope that it's beneficial. And I hope that you'll let all your Christian friends who go to church, just try to rate, even if you don't send, don't tell them about this series. If you will at least ask them the question, so how do you think pastors buy their sermons? Their fir- the first reaction by, by many will be, pastors don't buy their sermons. What are you talking about? But the reality is, they do. Like I said, their services, you just basically tell them what you need, and they, I, hey, I need a book overview for Romans. Boom, here you go. Hey, I need an introduction to the book of Romans. Boom, here. Hey, I need an outline to the book of Joel. Boom, here you go. Hey, I need to know the historical. And you just tell them what they need and they structure it for you. And all you really have to do is just look at it, feel comfortable with it, and then boom, stand in the pulpit and go. And you preach it almost like it's yours. And in some cases, sadly, it has been exposed that some pastors stand there and act like, I spent 14 hours of study this week. You purchased your sermon for $25.99. That's what you did. What are you talking about? Okay. 
So I think this raises lots of questions. I think uh, a lot of, I look, I think uh, pastors are responsible for this, but I think the church and their expectations may have a lot to do with this as well. But we will try to dive in to all of those ethical issues and all of the things surrounding it. But for now, what we are about to do is we are going to look at the entire process of buying a series of sermons from the purchase to my immediate reaction to what I get. We'll look at it, and then over the next few messages, I don't know if it takes weeks, months, I don't know how long it takes. I don't care if it takes us all of 2023. We are really going to dig into this, and what we're also going to find is what we're going to attempt to do, I should say. We're going to try to find to see if there's a church out there that is using this particular series that I just purchased, and if they are, we're going to see how closely they follow it by reviewing those sermons. Oh, that could be a lot of fun. I don't know how this is all, all, how this is all going to turn out, but I'm excited to see where it goes. But I have to give a word of warning right here, okay? Now, remember, we're doing this live on the air, so there's no safety nets here. There's no, there's no do-overs, okay? Here's what's happened, all right? So let me, let, me, let me explain, but just make sure you understand. This is live. This is all happening in real time. So the chances that things are getting ready to go really bad could happen. So I'm a little worried about this, but I wanted to go through the process with you. And I know that that's a risk because I probably should have made it through this first step before I went live. I should have done this prior to going live, but I wanted to do it live just so that this is as real and as organic as it can be. Here you go. Here's what happened. All right. First, the original email on January the 14th at 10, 18 a.m. I received an email from churchdiscounts.com. Churchdiscounts.com. Now, this seems to be a company, and I don't even know how I ended up on their mailing list. They send you anything like, hey, here's pews that are on sale. Hey, here's Here's tables. Here's here's how to place a resume online so you can be hired by a church. Just all this kind of stuff that churches may need and and just I don't know, it's just kind of like a marketplace for for church related items, all right? So I got I, I get the email from churchdiscounts.com. The subject line reads, "Is your church ready?" Is your church ready? So as soon as I saw the subject line, I'm like, "Oh, wait, is my church ready for what?" What is my church supposed to be ready for? I need to know, right? So I open the email and here's how it begins. Friend. Now, already I hate that. Why are you calling me friend? We don't know each other. We've never met. Don't call me your friend. Okay, but okay, I know. So friend, as the world grows darker, your church needs to learn how to remain faithful in difficult times. Well, I think there's a general feeling amongst most Christians that the world is getting darker and darker and darker. I don't know of any pastor who looks at how the world is getting darker and thinks, you know what? I don't care if my church remains faithful. I don't even care. I think all pastors are probably concerned. So in other words, this is striking a chord. Most people believe the world is getting darker and most pastors feel like that the people are struggling in this difficult, dark times and he wants to help. They want to help their people remain faithful in these difficult times. So I think this strikes a chord. 
It's it's very it's time sensitive in a sense. It's very relevant to the current situation. All right. They've got my attention. So the question is, this is what they ask in the email. So let me read it all again. Friend, as the world grows darker, your church needs to learn how to remain faithful in difficult times. So the question is, are they ready? Are they ready? Okay, well, a pastor would be like, I hope they're ready. I think they're ready. Well, what what can I do to get them ready? I mean, it's to be, and also remember, this is sent out, you know, early part of January, 2023. So the pastor would be like, you know what? I may need to dedicate the first part of 2023 to get them ready because who knows what's going to happen in 2023. And I want them to remain faithful no matter how dark the world gets and no matter how difficult the times may become. So this is, I mean, the pastor who looks at this email may have a good motivation for this. I'm going, I'm not going to just assign an, a, 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 an, you know, ulterior motive or an evil motive here. I think they meet that, that this strikes a chord and pastors like, okay, what, what can I do? So here's, here's their suggestion. That's why you need to grab this brand new sermon series and equip your church. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I've got to get this sermon series so that I can equip my church. That, that's, that's what they're selling here. They're selling a sermon series, a prepackaged sermon series, Think of it as a box set. Here's your here's your sermon box. You know how you can uh, sign up for those subscription uh, uh, meal services where they'll send you the boxed meal, right? You have all the ingredients. They give you the instructions and you just cook it up and you can feed your family or feed yourself, whatever the case may be. Well, now they're basically the sermon. The sermons come pre-prepared, right? It, it In this case, you have all the ingredients. It's already pre-prepared. In some ways, it's already cooked. All you have to do is just open the box. It's basically like a DoorDash for sermons. Oh, I need a sermon. Oh, here we go. Here's one. Choose that. And it's delivered, boom, instantaneously to your inbox. And you now you have your sermon for Sunday. You have, in fact, not just Sunday, you have a series for four weeks. And if you want to stretch it out, you probably can make it five weeks. Okay, uh, someone just says, are your kids eating a poison lunch at school right now? Tune in tonight for details. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, that, that's, uh, we'll, we'll see how poisoned this is. We'll see how poisoned this is. But um, that, that it's just a, an odd way of looking. And now, I know that someone could argue, well, pastors have been doing similar things uh, throughout the years using sermons from different ways. I understand that. I understand that. We'll talk about that as well. But for now, we just want to see how this process works. All right. So then they show me a picture of the box. It says, live ready. It's an individual. He's standing there. He's got his hands in his pockets. He's looking over at, at a city skyline, right? There's the city. It's dark storm clouds over the city. And he's standing on, it looks like this debris and rubble. In other words, these are difficult, dark times store, you know, times of great storms and distress and difficulty. And, and the man's just looking over almost. And it says, live ready. Everything is in black and white, but the live ready is in kind of a green co color. And then it says, get it now. Help your church cling to Christ and stand firmly in the faith. As 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14 says, be on guard, stand firm, 
in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Then it says, get this four-week series now. Then it says, Abby, church discounts. And church discounts is, I guess, located in Colorado Springs. So they want to, they, now, and now please understand, church discounts is kind of a marketplace. They're not the ones who make the sermon series. They're just the ones basically saying, hey, here's this, they're, they're working with another company. So I decided, hey, you know what we'll do? We'll do a sermon. We'll do a podcast series where we look at this sermon series from the purchase of it, examining all the contents of it, and then we'll work through the messages just to see what we find so that you will know how some pastors are buying their sermons. And this raises lots of questions, again, about the whole, I think the whole concept of sermons. And I think many pastors, they may not buy them through this, but they buy them in another way. Oh, trust me, I know how they buy them. I don't have one in front of me. I don't have, well, uh, let's just pretend. I'm just going to pretend. I mean, I could tell you that this is anything because you can't see it. But for full transparency, this is a devotional book, right? Hardbound devotional book. But let's not pretend it's a devotional book. Let's pretend it's a MacArthur commentary. I cannot tell you the number of times I've listened to a sermon and I'm like, uh, point number one is going to be this. Point number two is going to be this. Point number three is going to be this. And point number four is going to be this. And you know how I know what the points of the sermon was going to be? Because it was nothing more than the MacArthur commentary. And you could tell right from the beginning that there was you, the, the introduction and everything was that's, that's MacArthur on Matthew 24. Or that's MacArthur on Romans chapter three. And they're just borrowing from the commentary. Now, I'm not saying that that's wrong to borrow from a commentary. What I'm saying is wrong is if all you're doing is copying the commentary, then that means the pastor is not teaching you the text. He's teaching you what someone else said about the text. He's not really wrestling with it. He's not really struggling with it. In a sense, he bought a prepared sermon. It's just he didn't go to a sermon service. He went to his favorite commentator and he took their commentary and he took his outline from the commentary and he made it his. Now, I got no problem looking at their outline. I got no problem looking at the commentary. My problem is, is when you don't take that, you, well, first of all, my problem is you didn't spend time with the text apart from the commentary, right? Then when you go to the commentary, it's only to, to bounce off its ideas with what you already came up with. You may want to modify some of your ideas, but when it's all said and done, it's completely transformative from what was in the MacArthur commentary. But if it's basically just the MacArthur commentary, then... You should just stand up and say, today I'm going to preach to you this, the MacArthur Commentary. I'm not going to preach, you, uh, preach to you Matthew 24. I'm preaching to you the MacArthur Commentary. Or whatever you're studying. Today I'm not going to preach to you that text. I'm going to preach you what Schofield said about the text. Or, or Darby or Calvin or Luther or whomever it may be. And in many cases, that's all we're doing. Just all I'm saying is just be honest. Either you're preaching the text or you're not preaching. If you're preaching the text, you struggled with the text. You wrestled with the text. And at some point, after all of your work on the text, then you went to these other sources. And between those sources and your work, you come up with something that's transformative. That's now, it's no longer straight the commentary. It may no longer be straight your study. It's maybe a mixture of two, but at least it's transformative. 
But typically when people buy these sermon series, it's not transformative. It's just straight up copying it. Or when people are just, in many cases, stealing from a commentary. And I say steal from a commentary because in a sense, they're just using it for their sermon. And you walk away going, man, what did you study in church today? Well, we studied Matthew 24. No, you didn't. You studied John MacArthur. That's what you studied. There's a difference. But all right, I, I digress. Here we go. So here's what I have done. When you click on to buy the sermon series, it takes you to sermoncentral.com. Sermoncentral.com. We will explore more about Sermon Central in future episodes. But for now, we're going to just walk through the pro- the, the purchase process. Now, if for some reason this doesn't work, <laughs> this is going to make this look really, really bad. Like there was a part of me that says I should purchase it before I go live. But I didn't want to because I wanted to do this in real time so that you are in a sense experiencing what I'm experiencing and purchasing. I'm, I'm now going to be a pastor that's buying sermons, showing you exactly how it's done so that you can, you can experience this. All right. It, this could go horribly wrong. All right. So I've verified all of the, the debit card information right here. I've, I've tried to verify everything, make sure everything's good to go. I got, I, I've checked everything. I'm getting ready to spend $53 and 32 cents. And trust me, I would rather spend $53 on anything other than this. But I, I, I just, I just think, look, People may know these services are out there, but most people are not going to go through the process to spend the money to see how they actually work. So I'm going to spend the money for everyone. All right, here we go. I've placed the name on the card. I've given the credit card number. Should I give everyone the credit card number and the expiration date and the security code? Because I mean, everyone listening is Christian, so I shouldn't have any. Okay, I'm joking. All right. All right. I'm not going to give that out. All right, here we go. Um, I've got in the expiration date. I've got in the postal card. I am not going to click on save this card because I don't want you to have to save my information. I Now, I could sign up for what's called the Premium Pro membership that would cost me $279 and I could get this sermon kit for free. They call it a sermon kit. So for $279, which would become a premium membership, I could get this sermon kit for free, meaning I guess you pay $279. I don't know if it's charged annually. I think it's an annual subscription. So $279 every year so that I can get access to all the sermon kits I need so that I never have to worry about really working on a sermon ever again. I just download the next sermon kit, open the box, look at the instructions, know what I'm supposed to say, and just keep doing, I hate to say this, I think in many cases, most sermons are more performance art than they are actual preaching and teaching of the text. And I think people are constantly fooled by the whole process. But here we go. So are you ready? Everything's filled out. I'm getting ready to hit the purchase button. Here we go. All right, telling me to please wait. (laughs) This has to go right. I'm all worried that this is getting it great. All right. Thank you for your purchase. All right. Uh, Return to Sermon Central to download your sermon series. Okay. So I'm going to return to Sermon Central. All right. Uh, Here's my account. 
right? I got to go to my account dashboard, right? Account dashboard. Okay. Here's my downloads, okay? Uh, wait, view purchase. All right, here we go. All right, finally, here's my purchase history. On 1-17-2023, all right, that's today, I purchased the Live Ready Sermon Series Kit. Live Ready, Remaining Faithful in Difficult Times. It says View Download. So I'm clicking the View Download. And here we go. First, I, I'm just going to go through everything I have here. The first thing it says is Live Ready, Sermon Series Kit Downloads, Purchase, and it's a PDF. I'm going to click on the PDF. And let's see what we have here. All right. Here's what I have here. First, I have the same artwork. It's the city with the dark clouds, all in black and white, with the green words, live ready. It says, remaining faithful in difficult times. Underneath that is a one that says, a planning guide. All right, planning guide. All right, so we're just going to go through it. Can I click on these? No, I cannot click on these. All right, so here we go. This is the planning guide. So if I if I if I was a pastor, let's say it's uh, Monday morning. Let's say it's my well, a lot of pastors take Monday off, all right, because they work over the weekend, so they take Monday off, all right. So I come into the office Tuesday morning, or I'm sitting in my study Tuesday morning, whether my study is located in the church or at home. I'm sitting in my study, and I'm like, man, what am I going to preach for the next couple of weeks? What am I going to? I got I got one more sermon left in this series. I've got to start promoting a new series right now. I got to start. Pro- what am I going to? Oh, oh, look at this! I just got an email from churchdiscounts.com. They took me to Sermon Central, and Sermon Central says I need to get my people faithful so that they can stay faithful, that they can be ready for these difficult times. All right, I can get behind that. I can preach that. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, this sounds good. They purchase it. Then he he gets everything ready. He's got his Bible. He's got his notebook. He's got his pencils, right? He's ready to go. Okay. He opens it up. Here is the planning guide. It says, introduction. We were never promised a life without pain, suffering, tragedy, or trials. We will all experience hard times while we exist on this earth. The good news is that Jesus did promise us that he had overcome the world. We are promised that he would never leave us or forsake us because of Jesus' presence with us. We can live ready to face whatever life may throw at us. God gives us guidance to help us live ready, and we would be wise to follow it. Now, in a roundabout way, they're giving you kind of a tailored-made introduction that, in fact, I think I can do this. Let me do this. Yes, even on my iPad, guess what? I can copy that and I could go post that in my notes. So immediately I have an introduction. If I need it, if I need an introduction, I could start right there. I could start right there. Now they may give me a specific introduction, but I'm saying like if I did a, a preview of what's coming up in the next four weeks, right? There we go. I could say, hey, I could read this almost verbatim and, and say, hey, over the next coming four weeks, we're going to figure out how to be ready for the difficult times that are coming, right? And I could read something like that. So I've already been giving now my promotion material. I'm giving an introduction. Let's see what's next. The next paragraph. Every sermon in this four-week series is fully customizable so you can tailor it to fit your church and your context. 
all the media included in this kit has been professionally made by one of the industry's top producers so that the visual presentation is as powerful as the sermon content. It is our sincere hope that your church community will have a more diligent, resilient, and empowering faith as a result of the Live Ready series. So I'm getting a the top producer who's produced my video content now. So I've got the top of the line video content. I've got an introduction. I've got the sermon content. I'm going to get my people ready. This is going to transform lives. Now, I just want you to know this type of thing, whether this type of thing has been going on for a long time. And I don't think uh, the statistics show us um, it's not working. People are still biblically illiterate. They're theologically illiterate. And people are leaving churches in large numbers. People are deconstructing in their faith. Something, this didn't, this didn't work. It didn't cut it. But let's see what they do next. All right, there's the introduction. Then it says, get acquainted. The kit contains everything you need to plan and host a powerful four-week sermon series. See, see your sermon series isn't powerful unless you have a kit with all of the content that you need. Because, you know, if you just say for the next four weeks, we're going to work on Matthew 14, that's not very powerful, is it? I need video and audio. I need slides. I need it all. I, need, I No, no, no. I just can't say open up your Bibles for the next four weeks. We're going to be in Matthew 14. That's just not, that doesn't have the impact. Let, let's yeah, you can see that I'm very skeptical about some of this. Included are practical resources for promoting the series, engaging visual aids, and, uh, and edible sermons to help reduce and focus your preparation time. Now, in other words, edible, or that I can edit, or I, did I say editable? Okay, edible. Editable, in other words, you can edit the sermons. <laughs> you can eat them, right? No, they're editable. You can edit them so that, now listen how, how what you can do to help reduce and focus your preparation time. So you can edit the sermon to reduce your preparation time. I mean, Hey, you're a busy man. You got things to do. The church wants you to do this and the church wants you to do this and the church wants you to do this and you got to have this activity and you got to have this activity and we we always... So guess what? Hey, 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 it's okay. You can edit these sermons. I don't know if there's anything to eat. <laughs> edible. I would say they're edible. You can... They're, okay, they're editable. All right. Now, included resources customizable weekly sermons, weekly sermon bumper videos, PowerPoint preaching template, social promo video, sermon series countdown video, two motion backgrounds, sermon series planning guide, promotional images for social media images, or social or promotional images and social media images. So they give you all the content so that you can take your multimedia team and say, all right, guys, hit Facebook, hit Instagram, hit TikTok. Here we go. We got to make this stuff work. We got to let the people know. We got to promote, 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 promote. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see what's next. Get started. Plan. A great campaign 
begins with prayer and planning. This section of the guide will help you think through the steps and strategies needed to maximize the Live Ready series within your context. So they're going to give me a plan. See, they're giving me the introduction. They're giving me an overview of the material. Now they're going to give me uh, how to get started. They're going to give me a plan to get started. Plan number one. We've got to make sure we make it sound spiritual. Plan number one, pray. By asking God to direct and inspire your plans for activities and events connected to the Live Ready series, pray that he will move within the hearts of your members and your community to bring people to a place of deeper trust in him and commitment to his design for their lives. Now, I guess God couldn't direct and inspire you to write a sermon, (laughs) but you hope that the sermons that have been written for you, God will direct and inspire your plans for the activities. Hey, hey, God can't, God God is going to lead and direct and inspiring the activities. He's just not going to lead and direct you into writing a sermon. Okay, but I digress, all right? right, So here we go. All right, so number one, pray. Number two, read. Read through the sermons and other resources in this kit and watch the video clips. Give yourself a good overview of the available available resources will help you as you communicate with your leaders and plan your events. So you got you now you don't write the sermon <laughs> you read the sermons okay right you don't need to write the sermon you just got to read it you just got to read it so that you understand it so that you <laughs> you got it down so number 1 pray number 2 just read hey it's all there for you just read it now number 3 cast a vision Meet with your church leadership team and cast a vision for how you believe the Live Ready series can affect your church and your community. Consider using the promotional materials in the kit as well as prayer and discussion to help excite your team and create a unified vision. All right, guys, it's Tuesday morning. Hope everyone had a good weekend. Everybody, I hope you had a good day off on Monday. All right, guys, for the next coming up in the next four weeks or two weeks from now, we're going to kick off our Live Ready. Is that the name of the series. I've already forgotten. Yeah. Live ready sermon series. All right, guys. And so here's what we're going to do. You don't you all agree. And so you got to, now you got to go through like a huddle, like a, you know, a holy huddle to get everyone ready to get everyone a unified vision. Now the unified vision had nothing to do with your study of God's word. The unified vision has nothing to do. No, you've got to just sell them on what you just purchased. You just purchased a sermon series. Now you got to sell them that this is going to trans. And see, this is the thing that churches have been doing forever. We always hype every sermon series. Like, the, hey, make sure you're back next week because this series is going to change your life. This series is going to trans. And we hype it up. We always hype it. But see, now you the, the hype never stops. You got to keep hyping, keep hyping, keep promoting, keep promoting. Keep promoting, which should raise lots of questions. So we have to cast the vision. Then we engage our leaders. The Live Ready series will provide ministry opportunities across all areas of your church. So plan to meet with all your ministry leaders to ask for their help and support. Be sure to listen to their ideas, suggestions, and needs in order to make make this a meaningful campaign. Encourage your leaders to make the events and themes for the Live Ready series a focused priority and to pray for the services and outreach plans. Keep communication channels open to help all your ministries work together and support the overall goals, the church through the events you plan. Some of the leaders will want to coordinate with, with include teachers, 
The Live Ready series will likely store up some important questions for members of your community uh, about what it means to live on mission for God or how they can best follow God's calling on their life. Be sure to connect with a handful of mature believers in your church body ahead of time who will be able to meet with others in a more personal setting. They can provide a listening ear, peripheral support, and sound advice. You need to make sure you've got park parking, greeters, and ushers. Plan for additional church service attendees during the four-week series. Make sure you have sufficient volunteers and parking spaces. Children's ministry, since you will have new families visiting your church, you can also plan on having more children in your children's ministry. Talk with your ministry leaders about lesson plans, visitor gifts, and information packets. Small groups, if you plan to invite visitors and church members to sign up for small groups during or after the four-week sermon, uh, the Live Ready series, make sure you talk with your small group leaders in advance. Encourage leaders to prepare ways to communicate to small group opportunities and to register instead. Assimilation, talk with your assimilation team about plans to follow up with visitors through phone calls, mails, letters, and visits. See the follow-up section and then create a detailed plan. Uh, Use this guide as well as the kit resources to create a detailed plan and schedule that includes action steps, leader responsibilities, and deadlines specific to your church. This is just... This is exhausting to me to even read, but this is literally how some churches function. And at at some point, it just becomes, to me, the whole thing just becomes like uh, an assembly line, right? Here's, here's, Here's the process. Every series, here's the process. We take these new series, we go through the same steps because it's the goal, is the goal really spiritual, I know we tell we throw in a lot of spiritual language, but it seems like the goal is to get more people. Is to get more promote and hype so that you can get more people. And then hopefully the, the, all the people who show up because of the hype, then at some point you have an a, 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 what do they call it? Assimilation team. Assimilation. You talk with your assimilation team. You got to assimilate, you got to try to bring in those people. So it's all about keeping the the wills of the organization running. It just doesn't feel like church to me. This feels like a big, almost, you know what it feels like? Hey guys, in four weeks is opening night. Let's do this. We got to promote our play. Let's do rehearsal. We need a dress rehearsal. Come on guys. We got ushers. We got every, we've got lighting. We got stage props. All right, ready, set. Everybody ready? Action. And it's just a big production. It's a big show. It's a big show and dance. That's what it feels to me. These churches become these, it's, it's like a massive organization. It's almost like a, it's like a, it's like a corporation. It, it doesn't seem like it's a, it's a church. That's a, again, I, I know it's a world foreign to me. I couldn't operate in those worlds. I, I don't even know what those worlds would be like. I don't want to be a part of those worlds. It says, uh, partner with other churches, form a prayer team, establish an area coordinator, engage senior church leaders, establish regular communication, and promote together. All right? Then it tells you to promote, start early, cast a vision, communicate with the congregation, equip your members to be inviters, maximize the messaging, get online, social media, send text and emails, post on community calendars, uh, get on the air and print, uh, and then host. 
All right. So what all these things is telling you to do, get the congregation involved, invite ministry leaders. I mean, this, this is like a lot of stuff here, right? Um, Host a ministry fair, create a PowerPoint slide, promote social media, welcome visitors, create a warm atmosphere, uh, give visitors a welcome packet, invite visitors to return, connect visitors to small groups, serve refreshments, follow up, uh, plan and promote the Live Ready Sermon Series, uh, start small group studies based on the series, uh, create a variety of follow-up teams, family events, service events, special interest groups, recovery and support, celebrate with church partners. Whew, that's, uh, there's nine pages, nine pages of instructions and how to just get ready. So you purchase the sermon series and you get nine pages of instructions and everything that must be done before you start the sermon series. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. From a human perspective, this works. The churches, I think, who incorporate these plans and these, this strategy, I think it works. They end up having the big churches with lots of people with constant activity. And there's always a, a sense of, uh, oh, so okay, this is good. This is good. This is good. Someone just said this. I thought this was about making the job easier. This is more about how to sell your church, I think. Sell as in get more people there. Yeah, that that's... That's a good point. That's a good observation because that's what I started feeling. Like as I'm going through all of these instructions and I can't read all nine pages of them because it's just, it's literally nine pages, right? In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll post this in the Discord channel so that everybody can look at it because I want everyone to see exactly what this is because it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, just, it's a PDF. We'll put it in the PDF channel if we can get it uh, over there in the Discord channel. But um, maybe, uh, I don't know for copyright, Violet, I don't know if I could post this uh, as a, uh, I mean, it's just the, it's not the sermons. So it's just the instructions. I'm assuming these are the same instructions for every sermon series you purchase. So, but um, this is just basically how to sell your church. But I was thinking about the, a lot of churches here in the local area, they follow these same, the same template. You can probably see churches in your city. Do you ever go to your mailbox and you get one of those little glossy kind of cards? It's a mailer. And it's like, and, you know, starting on January, whatever, or, or February the 1st, we're going to do a six-week series on, and it's, it's I mean, the, the card looks professional. It's professionally made. It's glossy. They give you website links. They give you, you know, subscribe to our podcast, and you're like, wow, this looks good. And they hype the sermon. Now, where are they getting the language for how to hype it? They're getting it fr from, I guarantee you, from some service. I, 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 do you remember when the, all the churches were doing uh, the greatest showman sermon series? Does everybody remember that? Right. The, the, the name of the movie was the greatest showman, right? I want to make sure I'm not uh, giving the wrong name of the movie. Let me verify 100%. I'm pretty sure it's the greatest showman. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest showman tw uh, 2017. That's when the movie came out in 2017. Everybody loved The Greatest Showman. The great I don't know how many people tell me, you need to see The Greatest Showman. You need to see, and I decided not to watch it just because I got tired of people telling me I should watch it because I tend to be, you know, 
rebellious. Okay. When everyone's like, you must love this movie. I'm most immediately like, nope, I'm not going to love it just because everyone's telling me. But so I'm like, okay, I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing everyone tell me I must love this movie. And next thing you know, I started getting mailers here at my house from churches. Join us for the greatest showman. And then I would go to their websites and there was promotional videos. Clearly it was not promote. Clearly those videos were not made by the local church here. They, they, these were made by some company and people were following the template. And I will say that if you follow their strategy, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think if you follow their strategy, I honestly think from a human perspective, your church is going to be more successful. You're, you're going to be more successful. You're doing the promotion. You're doing the work. You're doing the work. And I, and, and here's what I think happens. So okay, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'm going to add to what the uh, listener said here in the comments. I think it does make the job easier in this way. See, it's freeing up the pastor from sermon prep. So it's easier. He doesn't have to do the sermon prep. Now he can focus and all of the prep for the series. Okay. How's our promotional team going? Did we get the mailings out? How many of these videos have we posted on social media? How many views have we had? How many shares have we had? All right. How's that going? Like, okay. Okay. Uh, small group team. What are you doing? Okay. Assimilation team. What's your plan? Okay. Like it's just coordinating the, the structure, the plan. So in other words, he doesn't have to be in the office going, Hey guys, I got to study my Bible. No, no, no. I don't need to. The sermon's already written for me. We've got to formulate the team. We got to formulate. Okay. How many handouts do we need? Okay. Does someone need to go make copies of this? Okay. We need, right, we need a thousand copies of this. Okay. We got this. All right. We got this. Do, do we need to make a banner so we can hang in the sanctuary, live ready? Okay. What are we going to do? Okay. We've got the, we got the videos ready to go. Everyone got them upload. Okay. Can we test it really quick in the sanctuary? Okay. That sounds good like it you're it's like i'm telling you getting a play ready it's like a stage manager the pastor becomes a stage manager get everyone everyone's ready everyone's good to go everything's set all right it's opening night ladies and gentlemen the curtain comes up look at the size of this audience we did it now all i've got to do is walk up there and deliver my lines We'll call it church. We'll call it preaching. We'll call it the study of God's word. And it's just full on a show. That's good. I would not have expected that I was going to get nine pages of, and I'm going to make sure, yeah, nine pages. All right, I'm making sure I got nine. Well, the ninth page is pretty small. So I guess we could say eight and a half pages, but it's, it's counted as nine pages on the PDF file. I want to make sure I'm not giving any incorrect information. I would not have expected that a nine-page PDF file would be the first thing I looked at. It had nothing to do with the text, nothing to do with the sermon. It's all about how to promote, 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 promote. Organize, 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 organize. Because you got to keep the the organization running smoothly. The pastor is more of a CEO than he is a pastor. Right now, let me go back to see what's next here in our little kit. All right. I believe the next thing here, what's the next thing? And the next thing is week one, live ready. I guess it's the first sermon. This is the first sermon. 
All right. So we have week one, the sermon, and I'm not going to give that to you now because we're 47 minutes into it. We're 47 minutes into this because that took forever to go through that. Now, some of you, you may like the fact that the church has, like, would have a nine-page plan like that, so that they're organizing, they're structuring, they're keeping all of that running smoothly. Personally, that kind of stuff just makes me feel like it's not a church. That, to me, seems, like, absolutely foreign to me from my feeling of, of the church and of Christianity in my mind. Now, at the same time, though, I'm the first one to admit those are the churches that tend to thrive. They're getting their message out there. They're marketing it, and they're not putting out something that looks like trash. I mean, they're, they're, they're paying money to get a great team to promote their stuff, right? And, and I'm, I'm going to see, do I have the videos here? I, I got the social, uh, I got the week one bumper video. All right, hang on. I'm going to, oh, uh, I'm going to play this. Okay. I will, I will start posting some of these videos um, in the uh, Discord channel so that people can see some of the videos. But I, I would play them for you, but most of them just look like they're video and audio. In other words, there's no talking. There's just things on the screen with dramatic music. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll let people in the Discord channel decide what they think about them. But I, I, I understand this is the way it's supposed to work. I understand this is how you build your church. I understand this is what gets people's attention. I also know that this, this leads to no actual emphasis on the text. It turns the pastor into just prepare, preparing for the next study, for the next series. Hype, 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 promote, 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 organize, 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 organize. Very little worry about the text, the theology, the doctrine. No, no, no. Give that, and then boom, as soon as that starts winding down, because you don't, you can't go too long in the series, right? It used to be, it used to be six-week series, I think, was common. Now it's down to four weeks because the people will get bored. The people will get bored. The people will get bored. So after about four weeks, about that two-a-week mark or three-week mark, you're already starting to pr promote the next sermon series. And then about the two or three week mark, and then that, you are ready to promote the next sermon series. You got to keep the people going. You got to keep them moving. You got to keep promoting those small groups. You got to just go, 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 go. Promote, promote, promote. It's just a never ending cycle of promotion, organization, keeping, every, keeping the, the ship going in the same direction, trying to create as much fake hype and fake excitement as you can to keep feeding the, 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 the organization. I, I know that may be too jaded. I know that may be too negative, but I'm admitting that it works from a human perspective. It works. What happens though, is the people who do this, they're not getting this. They're not getting the word of God. So this is the beginning of how pastors buy their sermons. We've purchased it. We've gotten the introduction. We've explored the contents of the box. 
We've gotten our nine-page, basically, um, planning guide, I think is what it's called. Yeah, planning guide. Uh, This is uh, use the planning guide to help prepare yourself, your team, your volunteers for a powerful sermon series. Please note, what's going to make the sermon series powerful is not your sermon prep. What's going to make this sermon series powerful is not even the text of scripture. What's going to make this sermon series powerful is your promotion and your planning and your assimilation and your follow-up and your small groups and all of your activities. That's what's going to make it. Nothing here says how to make it powerful. They don't say anything about the actual text, anything, because that's secondary. All of this other stuff is primary. But the person sitting in the pew may not realize what's happening. You're being sold hype. You're being sold a, a promotional plan. And you're thinking you're getting this, but you're not. All right. This was episode one and how pastors buy their sermons. In episode two, we're going to look at week one and the first sermon. All right. I don't know what else to say at this point. I know there's thousands of questions you may have. Please, I want I want to hear your thoughts. I want your questions. Email them to me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. And the reason I want you to send those to me, it's very obvious why I want you to send those to me. Because then I will take those and then guess what? We'll have an entire episode just answering your questions and your answers or just reading your concerns or your perspective. There may be some who, who, who will try to promote, who will try to defend this to some perspective. And I understand why. They're, look, and I'll, I'll make it very clear. There's, so, there's going to be, I'm going to do my very best to say, oh, I could take this and make it work. I could take this and make it work, but I'll show you what I would do with it and how radically different it would be. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to go through it the way they give it to us. Then I'm going to come back and go through it again, the way I would handle it so that you can see the differences. And then we're going to try to see if we can find churches out there that are using this. And then we're going to listen to their sermons to see how basically closely they follow the script. And when we do that, I'm going to give the name of those churches. I am going to give the name of those churches. But this comes from SermonCentral.com. This is where you can purchase or subscribe for, what, 200 and something dollars a year so that you get all these sermons. Now, they do have a thing about supposed plagiarism, but uh, we'll read about that uh, at the end of this series about what they supposedly say. You'll, it, it's, you'll find it somewhat humorous, I think. All right. Email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I'll start, uh, I'll get this uploaded to the Church One app and the Sermons 2.0 app, and I'll immediately start posting stuff in the Discord channel from this so that people can start, well, drawing their own conclusions about this. This is the this is where the church is in 2023. Pastors buying their sermons. There's an entire industry out there doing it. I'm trying to be fair, but you can definitely hear my negativity towards it, but I don't apologize too much from that because I believe there's some serious problems here. All right, thanks for listening. Everyone have a wonderful evening. God bless.